One of the clearest memories that I have growing up is when we would lose power because of a storm. And invariably, that would always occur at night. And wherever you were, boy, everything just turned pitch black. And it could be kind of scary at first, confusing, not knowing what quite where to go. And yet, whenever that happened, I knew where to go. You went to the kitchen. Because it was in the kitchen that mom would be lighting a couple candles. And those candles were special candles. So those candles were only lit for times like that. So I would start to make my way there and go around the corner, and sure enough, there was a glow. The light beckoned and it drew. Then I'd reach the room, there'd be the candles, be soft light, have its own warmth, really. And I was safe. Didn't matter if the storm was going on because I was by the light and I was with my family. See, light's important and it's needed. Needed just for those times when we might be dark surrounding us, but it's also needed in those times when maybe we feel a little dark inside. Light is powerful. And today, Jesus talks about light. We hear Him speak on the Sermon on the Mount. And He talks not about light as, as well, but He also talks about salt. And He tells His disciples, you are salt of the world. Salt's a seasoning. Salt's a preservative. And it's interesting that Jesus uses salt because salt was a requirement that to be put on every Old Testament sacrifice in the temple. It was required of it. In a sense, He was probably telling His disciples, you too are a sacrifice. You too are to offer yourselves to the world. And then He talks about light. He talks about a city on a hill. And that's what Zion, that's what Jerusalem was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a light that shined to the nations. That's what the nation of Israel was supposed to be. They were supposed to gather the nations and show them how to live, how to worship the one true God. If you know anything about Scripture, they didn't do a very good job of that most of the time. And yet, what about us today? We're His disciples. He's talking to us. So too is it for us. Because today it's a church, the church that Jesus founded. The Catholic Church, it's supposed to be the light to the world. It's supposed to gather the nations, show everyone how to live. That includes us. But what does it mean to be salt and light? Well, we get a glimpse of that in our first reading from Isaiah, where they said, shelter the homeless, feed the hungry, Clothe the naked. Don't turn our back on ourselves to take care of others. We're all called to that. And sometimes that salt and light is out for everyone to see. But sometimes salt and light happens when we don't expect it. Sometimes salt and light we give to others and we don't even know that we did. And for me, that happened last week. <clears throat> Last week, if you remember, it was cold, sub-zero wind chills. Our house is just north of the Catholic Church in Petersburg. 
And I happened to look out my window at mid-late morning, and I saw two people. It was a father and a son. And they were all bundled up. They were walking towards the church carrying two scoop shovels, snow scoops. I couldn't tell who they were, but I thought, wow, it's blowing. It's cold. And they're coming with two scoop shovels. It's not like they brought a big snowblower or a tractor. They were just bringing what they could offer. Going over to make it a little bit easier, a little bit safer for somebody to come to church. And that was life. And it kept shining. Couldn't stop myself, so eventually I had to put on my coat, my hat, and go over and do something. Salt and light. And sometimes salt and light comes in when maybe we're feeling a little darkness. And then it comes from somebody that is completely unexpected. You would never expect it at all. And that too happened. A while ago, I was having a dad moment. And I was kind of frustrated with my children. And I stopped at a convenience store to buy a drink. The lady behind the counter, she knew who my children were. And she said, so so-and-so, he must have graduated, huh? I said, yeah, he's in college. And she said, oh, so I'm going to miss him. He'd come in. He's a good kid. He was friendly. He talked to me. And I said, thank you. And I went back out of the convenience store, and I wasn't so frustrated anymore. Because my son had been salt and light to somebody he didn't know, and nor did he know that he was salt and light. But he saw her and she saw him. And that salt and light came back to me. Salt and light. So oftentimes, salt and light should be most prevalent maybe in our families. It's not easy in families sometimes, but that's something that the smallest to the biggest can do. And if we're salt and light in our families, we start to shine out to other families around us. We start to shine out to our neighbors in our parish, in our community. And this too was brought home to me. I was remembered another time we had a foster child. She was a senior in high school. And you name it, she had done it. She needed a place to be so she could finish high school. And we had a ritual when we would get together as a family before night prayer that everyone had to pick out something or someone to pray for. Now we never made any of our foster children participate in that if they did not want to, but they had to be with us because they were part of the family now. And I remember when we prayed, I looked out of the corner of my eye and she was staring at me. And then she'd start looking around at everybody else. And she came back to stare at me again. And I don't know what she was thinking. She might have been thinking, for all I knew, these people are nuts. But her body language didn't say that. It said, this is real? This kind of thing happens? Salt and light. And our readings also give us and show us what happens to somebody who practices that all the time. We heard it in our psalm, Psalm 112, a beautiful psalm. And in that psalm it says, they who are light and darkness to the upright, they give courage and strength to others. 
since they are merciful, generous, and just. They imitate God, for that's who God is. And they're steadfast. They never quit going. They trust and they have no fear. Just like that little boy in the kitchen where he felt safe in the light. Our readings also have one more twist. There's a popular song that says, Here I am, Lord. And in that song, it's Isaiah, God calling out and wondering who is going to go for him. And Isaiah answers, Here I am, Lord. But if you heard in the reading, the person who is practices salt and light, when they cry out, it is God who says, Here I am. For you see, God listens and he sees and he understands and most of all he answers the light is not always easy to see but it's burning and it's shining just like the mother who lit those two candles it's always present when it's needed so i encourage all of us to take a few moments to think about all those who are maybe salt and light in your life or if you were salt and light to another and pray for them. Ask for them. And then pray that this light that shines doesn't just sit under a bushel basket of fears and prejudices and desires, but that that light shines and dispels the darkness.